Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. As ever, my name's Hugh Fuller and I haven't had it changed yet. Uh, and this week I am joined by a special guest presenter. Uh, it's not Morgan, it's not Helen, it's not Patrick. It is Stephen Kelly. Uh, Stephen is a journalist and uh, writer who has written about Doctor Who loads for various places, including, most importantly, RadioTimes.com. Uh, hello, Stephen. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hello, Hugh. How are you? I'm very well. All the better for having you on the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast, uh, as I'm sure I'm many listeners are as well. I'm honoured to be here. Uh, and the reason Stephen is here is because uh, last week he accompanied me on uh, the press night for Doctor Who Time Fracture, the immersive kind of uh, Doctor Who theatrical experience. Uh, regular listeners might remember that I did a kind of behind the scenes visit about mm, three weeks ago, uh, where I spoke to the creators, designers and one of the actors, um, and they showed me around some of the sets and stuff. But this time we were doing it for real. Uh, so, yeah. For those who don't know, Time Fracture is a kind of immersive theatrical experience, which is uh, it is in Bond Street in London. Um, it's about uh, yeah, 21,000 square feet, 42 cast members, uh, takes about two hours, 15 minutes, including an interval. Um, and yeah, it's basically a big old uh, theatrical experience, Doctor Who immersion. There's some Doctor Who actors in there, some Doctor Who monsters and characters. And yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's directed by Tom Maller and uh, written by Daniel Dingsdale. Um, so yeah, I mean, first things first, uh, Stephen, uh, what did you, what, what were kind of you expecting when we were going into it? Um, well, I guess I, I, I guess I should preface this really by saying that um, immersive stuff isn't really my thing. I don't really like them at all. I don't like interactivity. I don't like immersive stuff. I don't like stuff where there's any sort of possibility of like, you know, being singled out in a group or being dragged up on stage or anything like that. So, um, so it was an odd move for you to come along. Really, it, was, it? <laughs> it was really odd. The main, the main reason, the main reason why I came along is because I like Doctor Who and I wanted to see the set, the sets, you know, up close. And I heard, I had heard from you that they had some really cool stuff. And also because, you know, I've been living through a pandemic for a year. So it was, you know, kind of thought, you know, new, new, new me, G kind of get out there and, uh, you I know. Could, I could have changed maybe in the last year, <laughs> I've become a new man who loves interactivity. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, I asked you beforehand, I was like, you know, oh, how interactive is it? And you're like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's like, like they, they'll, they'll just, they'll just like, pull out the people who are like, who look like they're into it and stuff. And that um, wasn't entirely but, untrue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get on, we'll get onto that in a second, but like, um, in terms of what I was expecting from it, it was kind of, I mean, it, it kind of is, you know, what it says on the tin, really, an interactive experience, a sort of story where you sort of, this is what I expected from it, a story where you were sort of guided from room to room, Maybe like a bit like a um, crystal mazy, maybe like you guide room to room, and maybe you have to do stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But um, that wasn't exactly what 
you know, it was, but we'll sort of get onto that, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. We're sort of <laughs> setting up an exciting moment later. Uh, so yeah, basically uh, the thing starts off, um, yeah, we don't, we, we should say, by the way, we're going to preface this with, there are spoilers in this podcast for Time Fracture. We're not going to say absolutely everything that happens because, um, you know, it's nice to keep something secret, but we are going to go into a fair few details. Nothing that isn't already out there on the internet. If you read our review on radiotimes.com or on loads of other websites, I've done reviews. We're not going to reveal anything that isn't already revealed in one of those. But if you do want to go and you want to go completely fresh, uh, you know, I'd say look away now, but we kind of want the views. So just mute it and just let, keep this playing. Uh, and that'll be great for everybody. Um, but yeah, so I was just going to kind of walk you through what happened. So we get there um, and you kind of start off, uh, you're in unit, right? You're in unit HQ, which is kind of what the whole it venue is styled as. Yeah, on yeah, Google Maps. It doesn't on Google Maps hit the unit HQ, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And then you kind of meet a scientist who kind of gives you the kind of lowdown. And then you go into this uh, big room, which is full of scientists and other guests uh, kind of losing their minds and running around screaming, uh, which is quite strange. It's basically the sort of story is there was a magic time bomb dropped in the 1940s and it's blown, you know, cracks in time, rifts in time, the usual Doctor Who sort of thing. And it's gonna blow up the universe, which is generally considered a bad thing um and it's up to us to help because the doctor is you know decorating or something um <laughs> so, i didn't yeah. i didn't understand why it was i didn't properly come out of it with an understanding of why it was up to you know a bunch of civilians to sort this out i think it's because she it's because she was doing something right she was she like, was like trying to fix it on her end it's a bit like when Peter Capaldi in class you know the spin-off is like you know what you 17 year old seem like you've really got a handle on this I mean you just got your <laughs> girlfriend murdered and your leg chopped off but uh <laughs> you guys so it's in character I suppose um little deep cut for fans of class there uh please let us know if you're a big fan of class I don't know why you would um but yeah so you're kind of in there and that this uh and then you kind of it's quite interesting that bit because I kind of thought from the preview, there'd be a, a scientist who kind of explains it all to you, um, and then you kind of go through. Whereas actually, there are lots of scientists. There's about, I'd say like 12 scientists, maybe slightly less, and they're all running around saying different things, and they're all kind of improving a bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I said this to you afterwards, but I've kind of felt like sometimes they were doing, trying to get that, make themselves the main character a little bit. You know, it was like, my scientist is the most important and the kind of cool one, you know, so I kind of have got to like shout my bit, even if it's not strictly relevant or at this particular moment. Sort of all stepping up to the mock the week mic. Sort of yes, trying to yeah, 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 yeah. Like, exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and so, yeah, that was an interesting bit because I feel like this was kind of the tension at the heart of Time Fracture to me was like, I actually thought the tone set by like having all these people running around and all these alarms blaring and stuff was quite cool. Like it kind of did make me feel like something was happening. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, we were just standing there waiting to go in and someone was saying, oh my God, the universe is ending. Like it was actually felt quite exciting, but also it kind of felt like it wasn't intentionally like that in terms of they kind of set up little games that we were supposed to play and then they sort of scrapped them. There was this bit where they were like, oh, we're going to pick two of you and that didn't go anywhere. You know, like it felt like they yeah. weren't fully in control. It was like, it was, it was like it needed a really good edit mm. in like, you know, I thought it went on far too long that early bit. And we were just yeah. sort of sitting around. I mean, and, and like the thing is, is like I walked in there, and like all the scientists are like, you know, running around. It's all very chaotic, all very frenzied. And all around is like TV screens, and it's like you know stuff like oh, there's a T Rex on the streets of New York and stuff like that. It's quite similar to um, 
oh god i'm gonna embarrass myself by forgetting the episode name now but what's the is it is it is it the the wedding of river song where all where all of time is happening at once yeah, yeah that's it yeah um it's very much like that basically uh and it's like okay i get this and i got it in about you know a minute or two but the whole thing lasted about what 10 15 minutes we were standing there and there was this whole thing about we're going to pick two of you to go through these like gateways to save all of us and then i was like oh wait is it two of us do we do we stay here and then like oh no actually that's not it at all because something happens mm. um and then like, and it's like, oh no, actually, you're all going through. And I was like, well, I probably would have cut that bit. Like it was <laughs> the result was we were just standing around for ages while all these like actors improved at us. Uh, and we didn't couldn't get through to the actual, you know, event. But you know, as you say, the, the the tone it sort of set was very nice and you know, it was very well done, but well, it was well done, but it was it just went on for too long. And you know, the execution was a bit chaotic and a theme that's going to emerge throughout this podcast, I think, is that uh, the event felt very chaotic and frenzied, but at the same time, very on the rails. Mm. It kind of felt like that. So you had loads of loads of stuff happening all around you, but you couldn't really do anything. You were just standing there. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's no, I get what you mean. It's also it's a similar thing in terms of like sometimes it did feel like you were kind of rushed through bits, but equally you sometimes felt like you were doing certain things for quite a long time. Mm, mm. Which is Absolutely. interesting. Um, speaking of execution, uh, we should talk about the area we moved to first when we went through our first time fracture, uh, oh, yeah. which which was <laughs> which was the court of uh, Queen Elizabeth the uh, first. So this was one of the areas that um, I visited uh, when I was uh, on set before, um, and yeah, basically it's there is a certain level of like personal choice in this thing. In that if we turned a different way. I think we would have ended up in a different, you know, era of time or place. Um, as it was, we, you know, by chance happened to go to Queen Elizabeth Court. And then I think that this was kind of, I think that there were, this was possibly the nadir, certainly for you, of the night. Because oh, yeah. we basically, you kind of are there and it's, there's a lot of you there. And Queen Elizabeth's coming in or something and there's these courtiers mm. who are kind of like, sort of trying to get you to do stuff. And I don't know, Stephen, if you want to kind of describe the experience for you um all the worst experiences of my life now like it's just it's it when it went on for a long long time is the first thing i'll say the second thing i'll say is so I'll, I'll sort of describe it so we were sort of standing in this i wouldn't even say it's a room right like because it was it's, it was like a bit of a bigger room that was and all the rest of the room was sort of blocked out it's like an alcove yeah and we were all like all like uh shoved to the sides and then these courtiers come up and they're quite fun. You know, they're really getting into it. All the, I can't fault any of the actors, by the way. They were all very good. Um, yeah. And like, they, you know, they got us all to do a group activity, which, you know, was a laugh. Uh, and, you know, they made us like dance and stuff and, and taught us how to bow. Uh, not my favorite thing, but, you know, whatever. And then Queen Elizabeth comes in. And then it starts just getting all a bit like interactive. <laughs> and like it felt it felt it it honestly it felt like being at like a fringe show that you can't leave like it just it like if and it was all like you know queen elizabeth calling upon people to you know say stuff which again i'm not a big fan of 
um, which is fine. I think I was called upon at one point, wasn't I? She, she, She asked me something like to describe the portrait of David Tennant's doctor. And I just said, oh, he's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or whatever. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I was like, you know what? Stephen's taken to this like a duck to water. <laughs> but, but this is the thing. This is the thing I was going to say to you is that, and it's the same thing whenever, whenever I've gone to like, like events like Edinburgh Fringe, for example, is that my problem with it is, is, not, is not when I'm actually called upon. I usually do pretty okay. Like I usually, you know, I don't completely embarrass myself. It's the horrific sort of like, anxiety before that yeah that yeah and you're like oh god they're gonna call on me they're gonna call on me i'm gonna make a fool out of myself they're gonna ask me to you know say something and i'm gonna say something completely stupid because my i have an idiot brain and you know oh i'm gonna get called up i'm gonna get pulled up on stage and you know they're gonna make me do something stupid and look stupid oh god i hate this ah oh. and like all of that just builds up and it doesn't and it doesn't even matter if i do pretty okay when i'm called upon that experience beforehand is so horrible but it just doesn't make it worth it if you know what I mean I um, mean how would you have felt if you'd been one of the ones who actually because some people did get pulled up onto a stage and had to yeah, kind of do little and was, performances and dances almost <laughs> I was gonna get onto this because it kind of it kind of just it kind of like descends into this whole sort of um blind date thing right yeah so, yeah so like the whole the whole point of the game is like right the doctor hasn't shown up Queen Elizabeth is really angry and the courtiers are like trying to pick her a new husband. And so they pull up three people from the stage and they play a game of blind date. And it's all like stuff. I can't remember exactly what it was. It's something like, oh, you know what? If you were dessert, what would you be and why? And stuff like that. And then, then it's like, oh, show off your special dance and stuff. And I have to, I, have to, I, didn't, I haven't actually told you this, but during that point where it was all like them pulling up on stage, I was thinking to myself, if this is going to be it, in every single room we're in, I might just ask you if I can leave. <laughs> I, genuinely, I genuinely found it so unbearable. This sort of idea, this like playing Russian roulette in every room that I walk into, that I'm going to get pulled up on stage and stuff. I just don't like it, um, which is my problem. You know, it's not anyone else's problem. And it's like, you know, it's my it's my fault for going to an, to an interactive, immersive thing. Like, you know, um, but I'm just not, I'm not a fan of that kind of thing um it was fun to watch other people do it if i could like go in and like you know have us you know a special landlord that says don't yeah, talk to me don't talk to me if i could have that in all areas of my life that would be marvelous but um yeah i mean it's not we got we got through it but it lasted a long long time and i feel i feel like this is um this the, the thing about it is that it actually wasn't supposed to last a long time, which I think you can maybe expand upon. Yeah, so I a lot of the time fracture thing is that everyone has a unique experience, right? So a lot of it is improv. Um, you know, there's ways to be kind of um, pulled in and out um, of stories. And I basically think that there were a couple of times when there were these people who were called Time Lord Guides, who were just kind of, um, they're like other renegade time lords, sort of a bit like kind of, you know, Poundland doctors, essentially, who kind of sort of take you to places and meet people and so on. They kind of direct you around a bit. And there was one who kind of tried to butt in a couple of times mm-hmm. to take some of us away, but she kind of couldn't get a word in edgeway, so she just sort of gave up. Um, and then after we did finish, one of these time lord guides did grab us and take us somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and I think we were slightly unfortunate in that, like it was, it was a fun section, but we did it for quite a long time. Like it was quite yeah. a long period and it wasn't, it also wasn't that story relevant. Like there were, as it turned out, some bits of Queen Elizabeth's Court that were relevant to the story, but they were a bit later on. 
um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they happened in a slightly different way. And so we kind of were doing that. And then there was this other stuff kind of going on around us that felt like it was maybe more relevant to the story. Um, and mm. I've seen some other people say this in reviews as well. Like, it sounds it in Time Fracture does feel a bit like, you're like, oh, what's going on over there? You know, should I be looking at that thing? Is that more interesting than what I'm doing? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that I've spoken to one or two other people who were there. I think we were slightly unlucky in that we kind of did only do about two things um, in the first sort of section when there were quite a few different things to do. Whereas most yeah. people did, I think, three. Um, I, honestly, I was quite amazed by how much stuff we missed out on just through being in Queen Elizabeth's bloody court for like what felt like an eternity like just it, it, it was kind of astounding to be honest like um but but what what came next you know I didn't I didn't end up asking you to leave in the end because what came next was actually a, was actually what was more of what I wanted essentially yeah. we were led by this Time Lord guy um who was you know fun uh all the Time Lords are just they just look you know it was so like, as you were saying, like so Poundlandy. Like it's just so like um like just stock eccentric guy. Yeah. Uh, um, but they they led us into a room, uh, and it was like a, it, this was story relevant, right? It was like it was like I, I got the feeling like it was like we, everyone has to go in this room. Or well, I, don't know if, I don't know if I don't know if everybody does because I spoke to some people who didn't. Um, oh but, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because that's, that's funny. Because, 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 what happens in that room is like quite important later, right? It is. Like, oh, I said this to you afterwards. I was like, if you didn't do that bit, that must have been completely confusing. But then there was stuff that happened with us that was, you know, confusing as well because we hadn't seen other bits. But yeah, basically, um, you go and meet Davros, uh, mm. which is, I think, where we can say because we've said that before already. Uh, it was a really cool moment. I think. There's a couple of reasons that I really like this moment. Um, the actor was really good. His name was Angus mm -hmm. Brown on the night, I believe. They do alternate the roles, so sorry if I got that wrong, but it's what it said on the sheet they gave us. Um, and he was really good. It was quite intimate. It was only, it was about ooh, six or seven of us. Like there wasn't a massive group um, in the smaller room. So we kind of could have more of a conversation. Um, it wasn't, you weren't in there for ages, <laughs> which was kind of nice. It didn't like, he didn't overstay his welcome. And it was like you say, kind of story relevant. Um, also, I was the centre of attention, which I, in that case, I did enjoy because I didn't have to dance. You, you were elected the uh, the leader, I remember. I was, which, yeah. Which is quite funny, it's quite funny because, like, you know, I just spent the last, like, what felt like four hours uh, sort of, like, going, oh, please don't pick me, please don't pick me, please don't pick me. And as soon as we go into Davros's room, like, Davros is like, who is the leader? I'm like, this guy, he's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Hugh Fullerton, at your service. Um, yeah. But that was pretty fun. And I think it was just that kind of felt, it felt like you were, you know, talking to Davros. I mean, as much as that ever would feel like that. Um, and it was, it was it incredible. Was cool I thought I really, really enjoyed that bit. Like, like, and the actor who plays him, like the prosthetics and stuff um, were really good. I think maybe the lighting helps, like, you know, because yeah. it's a, a dark, it, dark room, but that sort of adds to the atmosphere, right? And the way like he sort of comes out of the shadows is just, don't know it was, it was it was kind of you know you asked me at the start like oh what what did you expect from this it's like that's that's the kind of thing that I wanted is yeah. that like you know sort of being led into rooms and having to meet uh, go into famous I guess Doctor Who scenarios um yeah I thought, I thought that was great but then <laughs> go on go on go on you you you, you continue well no, no no I think I was going to say the same thing as you yeah which oh, was so, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, but then we were led out, 
And I was like, oh, cool. Just met Davros. That's that's awesome. Um, I wonder what cool other things we have to do now, we're going to do now um, that don't involve a game of blind date. And then, like, there's this big thing. It gets all chaotic again. And, like, um, the, the Cybermen show up and there's, like, some story-relevant stuff that happens... It really was funny because it's like you go, we were back in Elizabeth's court and there's like this play, we've gone in the middle of another kind of panto session, you know, there's like a play going on, you know, someone's gotten married and then there's like, ah, this big, you know, story bit that's really important is happening. Yeah. I'm like, Who, what that, that happened? Like, oh no, the Cybermen are also here. Yeah. <laughs> and then three Cybermen just kind of walk in, you're like, ah, what, where did they come from? And then also you never see them again. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of like, it was sort of amusingly chaotic in a way because it was like, ah, the Cybermen are also here. Also, there'd been a funny bit where we'd spoken to this character who was like, ah, I'm, a, I'm undercover. You know, if you find me later and give me a secret signal, I can help you with something. And then he just like died. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know what that was about. Um, and yeah, and then it was like, okay, you know, time for the interval. And it was like, what? <laughs> we haven't done anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was interesting. And like, so I had been on set before, so I kind of know some of the stuff we missed out on. I've chatted with people as well. So mm. the big thing was there's a big alien market area which has sub areas, a bit like Elizabeth's Court, which also has a Leonardo da Vinci workshop and a Shakespeare's kind of yeah. office, I guess you'd say. Um, there's like. Yeah, there's a big alien area which is like a, a few different types of stalls there's like a kablam man um you know stuff like that there's loads of old props and stuff in there so we didn't get, get to go to that um we didn't i there I is a to there is a torchwood set but um i don't know if anyone went to that i'm not sure if that's open yet i'm not sure if they've yeah. opened it because i haven't heard anyone saying they went to that um and yeah and then we were just sort of you know bundled through to the to the interval bit which was like a kind of very noisy bar right yeah like it's quite amazing how much of it you just sort of spend not knowing what's going on. Like, yeah. but when I, when we walked back into Queen Elizabeth's court, like, just loads of stuff was happening. And we, yeah, we get sort of bundled away. Uh, and like, again, again, this is, again, coming back to the theme is that chaos, it's chaos, you, you know, it's very disorientating. You're like, what the hell is going on? But also at the same time, you're being, pushed into another room so you're on the rails sort of again mm. so it's sort of like I don't know like chaotic but you know with chaos usually comes freedom of some sort if you know what I mean like yeah it, did, it didn't feel like like maybe it is the case but it didn't really feel like we could have wandered off and gone to another section in the middle yeah of the no you couldn't have, you could and do you know and, and the thing is as well and like this is something we should bring up is that this might not be entirely their fault. It might be no. COVID. It's hard to know the extent to which, like for example, that opening bit with the unit people, maybe there would have been one scientist and they would have had us all grouped together. Um, yeah. But I think they kind of felt the need to kind of brief us in smaller groups possibly uh, yeah. than they would have. But then I don't know because we were all kind of crammed together anyway. So I'm not really sure whether it made that much of a difference. Because there's got to be a level of control, right? They can't, mm. they can't have like, you know, I don't know, 10 or 12 people crammed into, you know, Davros's chamber or whatever. Like, it's just, that's just not COVID safe. So maybe, I don't know, like, I don't know this at all. Like, maybe you'd be able to explain, but like, maybe the format was different when they were coming up with it than when, you know, COVID hit. Because it felt very much like leading a bunch, like loads of small groups by the hand, this place to this place to this place. Whereas I wonder if COVID, you know, didn't happen, 
would would they maybe have given people a bit more freedom to you know oh well I've just gone to Davros so I'm going to go over to Leonardo da Vinci's workshop or definitely for the smaller rooms you kind of going in those you think well this is obviously not made with COVID in mind you know what I mean yeah. like there's a there's a small room with some Cybermen and you go to at one point and um when I was on the press day, they'd only let us in that in like small groups because it's such a small room. Mm. Uh, so I think it's possibly the case, but I, I don't really know. Like we, you know, yeah. this is all, this yeah. is speculation. So, um, but yeah, no. And then in the bar, actually, in a different way, obviously we were all masked the whole way through um, mm. because, you know, that's COVID safe. And um, unfortunately that meant that in the bar, which is quite noisy, uh, it was quite difficult for the Time Lord guides who were trying to talk to us to understand what we were saying because <laughs> they couldn't like hear us very well. We were a bit muffled. And um, sort of, we couldn't really read our lips or whatever. Can't read lips, yeah, yeah. So, so and yeah, also, so. also another thing as well, which um, about the thing about wearing masks, which again, you know, they can't do anything about. It's the law, um, and also, I, you know, want to wear masks. But is that when you stand in front of these actors, and it's always it's always a treat, you know, seeing actors do what they do up close. But when you see them and they're right in front of you, and this, um, I mean, this applies to. There's a bit towards the end, which we'll get to, but uh, where there's this guy and he's doing this sort of like emotive speech in front of you. And he was like, he was about two feet away from my face. Mm. And I'm just sort of standing there with this mask on, with glasses on. It's like the hottest day of the year. I look like a toad. And <laughs> I'm just like staring at him. And he's, I can just only imagine what he's seeing, like just giving this great performance and not be, and like just getting this sort of face of glass like staring back at him and not being able to like you know know if we're enjoying it like to cook, cook not not really reading our uh, emotions and stuff so that's difficult that, that must be that must be quite tricky for them right definitely like i you know again we we can only sort of applaud the uh, performers who kind of definitely were making the best of of it all um like i imagine it's been you know difficult to rehearse and stuff and because it's it's weird in that it's so like oh, this is improv, oh, you can do whatever you want. But also, you know, COVID is kind of the antithesis of that, right? That you kind of have to be really careful and plan things yeah. all the time. So I imagine it's been a real challenge for them. Um, and, you know, yeah, definitely like, you know, the Time Lord guys we did hang out with were, you know, were really good and, you know, fun. Uh, but then there were also kind of funny bits where there was one where we kind of, we do this whole like scary bit and we escape from some people. And then this Time Lord guide bursts out of like a uh, some hidden place and is like, aha, uh, there's just one more thing to do. But, you know, don't worry, have I steered you wrong so far? And it was like, we haven't met. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was definitely, she thought, I think, that we were a group she, who had, she had directed here. And maybe some of them were. I don't know, because we were kind of all mixed up at that point. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I should say, that was the bit. Um, so we kind of, as we were saying, we got to the bar, which is the kind of interval. Yeah. Uh, let's, so let's, they, let's talk about the bar very shortly, very quickly, though, is that the bar was quite fun. It yeah. had... Um, aliens in prosthetics sort of singing lounge covers of uh pop songs yeah. I, think, I think one was like titanium or something um and uh yeah like it was, there was someone in like uh, you know in a silurian uh, makeup and stuff which is you know it's really cool seeing these people up close with like actual like really good prosthetics on like it's, it doesn't look cheap at all it, it looks no like well it looks like the real stuff yeah like um, we briefly saw an oud as well uh, in yeah. passing, um, and uh, there is also like a kablam man, as I said, and a, and a pig slave somewhere else uh, who, when I saw them before, looked pretty good. Um, and yeah, the bar was pretty cool. Um, we kind of 
which is sort of we, we didn't spend too long there because um, then they kind of were taking us in small groups uh, to kind of towards the finale, I suppose. Uh, mm -hmm. The finale is quite a long session, so there's a couple of bits before the finale, but this last bit isn't um, interactive in quite the same way in terms of, well, it's interactive, but it's not choose your own adventure, right? It's very, the last section is the same for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, I guess you would call it in a video game, the point of no return, right? It's yes, like that, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so, and it's one of the best sections, I think. Um, it's again, like what you hope the Doctor Who thing is. And actually, I think, you know, because of thinking about all the other stuff, I forget what a like good sort of uh, creation it was. But basically, I, don't, I think it's fine to talk about this. We, we gave a spoiler warning. Here's another spoiler warning, yeah. uh, if, you, if also, you are concerned. Also, this will like, you know, make people actually want to go. That's true. Uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a, se a, a section where you're in a corridor with weeping angels uh, and they have, I believe, actors playing the weeping angels, um, but very convincingly, as they do in the show, where they are stock still and then they move uh, while the lights off and then they're in a different place. Like they did keep on disappearing, right? And appearing yeah. somewhere else. And it was actually pretty fraught, partly because we were with um, a couple of people in the group who were absolutely losing their minds over it uh, and were screaming like mad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was really quite cool. And I mean, it was very like, ah, look over there. No, wait, look over there. Look over there, you know, to sort of enhance the experience. But it was quite scary. You know, it was it kind was, of creepy. Yeah, it was, you know, it was scary, you know, doing that whole thing of like turning around and not knowing what you're going to see or not knowing. I think, I think the fear is always like, oh, is there going to be a weeping angel right in my face? Is That's the kind of like yeah. fear. It did make me laugh though, like, because we were walking through it. And like our Time Lord guide, who, if she was an actual Time Lord guide, would be terrible. She was, like, she was like, oh no, look behind you. Now look the other way. Now look the other way. I was like, well, why don't we just form a circle? <laughs> everyone take turns blinking one eye at a time. Yeah, everyone just look around. And uh, then we'll, we'll shuffle. Just, we'll shuffle out this together. I really hope that, I really hope like a group does that one time. And like just, and then all the actors just have to stay still, and like they're just there for like an hour. And like, <laughs> my shift ends in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like a backlog of people at the bar just waiting yeah. to get in. <laughs> just these like idiots like cheating the system. Uh, no, but it was really fun. It was, it was, it was, it was probably that and the Davros bit was was my favorite bit. Although, like you know, unfortunately, those were also like the shortest bits. They were both of them. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I think as well, it's kind of interesting because both of those were bits where it feels very true to what you would have in the show. Like you would kind of bargain with Davros, do you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, have a scheme that you'd try and like talk to him about. And you would, you know, be in a terrifying corridor with weeping angels who would be jumping at you. Whereas yeah. you wouldn't necessarily be, you know, playing mm. blind date with Queen Lesbeth <laughs> if it was a Doctor Who episode. Um, there was also a bit, which I won't spoil here, but there's a bit in this section where you sort of see the dead body of uh, somebody. Um, and I genuinely have no idea what that was about. It's just like, oh no, here's this dead body. And then it sort of shows you those of like blood on the wall. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Was that, it was, that it was, meant, it was one of the guides, right, from earlier. I think it was maybe a guide or like a character who you can come across in one of the storylines, but we hadn't. So it just was a bit like, oh, okay. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. So yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah then so that's just an example of sometimes you, you don't, I don't think anyone sees the full story. Um, I mean, maybe some people get more of it than we did, but we kind of certainly only saw bits and bobs. Um, and then, yeah, and then we kind of went through to the finale. Um, so I'm going to try and talk about 
I'm going to try and keep some details back of this because other people have just talked about it in their reviews, but I feel like, you know, we might as well try and be a bit mm -hmm. um, secretive. Um, but yeah, we can basically say like, it's quite a long uh, bit. I mean, partly because I think they were just waiting for everyone to get there. Uh, yeah. But it's quite like, you know, it's, it was, I was surprised by how fun that section was actually, because it is basically, you're in a crowd, you're shouting, you're kind of saying like yes or no to stuff. You're kind of like cheering on people and like booing other people, you know. It's yeah, kind of a yeah. bit of a sort of uh, crowd, you know, big arena sort of thing almost. And um, I did quite enjoy that. It did go on a bit though, right? Yeah, this, this is what I was going to say is that it, it, it was the pacing, the pacing of the whole thing to be honest is, is it was, you know, again, I think it needs a bit of an edit is, you know, um, that, that section at towards the end just went off way too long. Um, and I, I get, I get that, like, maybe the reason why it went too long is because, you know, oh, we want to, like, give the audience, we want to give them opportunities to be quite, you know, uh, interactive and to participate. Um, so I, I, I get that you have to keep that in mind. Like, you're not, you're not writing, like, an episode of television. It's, you have to give the audiences, much like, much like when you write a video game, you have to give, you know, you have to keep in mind levels and, like, puzzles and stuff like that. But yeah, it just went on for ages and I had fun. I had fun with it. Like it was, you know, um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, the Queen Elizabeth bit because we were all just like, we we're all just part of a mob. Right. And it was mm -hmm. like, a, a, you sort of have to, you have to cast a vote, <laughs> but then, but then the vote doesn't end up mattering anyway. Uh, and yeah, it was, um, and also I just thought it ended a bit, odd like kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about you know you get you get this important plot device from Davros and there comes a point in in that final bit where that comes into play which is fine you know um callback MacGuffins etc uh but I, but I was I'm wondering now like if you hadn't gone into that Davros bit like what 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 would you have thought was going on like well, that's exactly what I said, because I, it, it must have been a bit like it was for us when there were these like secret agents jumping out and Cybermen turned <laughs> up for no reason. Like, I'm sure someone else was like, oh, yeah, that totally pays off that bit earlier. You know, yeah. whereas we were like, what's going on? Um, whereas, yeah, for, for some people, it must have looked like utterly bizarre. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe they managed to get, like you said, everyone close enough to yeah. that. Or maybe they, a clever way of doing it would be there, for there to be more than one way of you know, setting that in motion, you know, like you could set it in motion in different areas with different yeah, yeah. characters maybe. Um, so I don't, I don't know, but- um, there, was also, there was also a really, really funny, like sort of awkward bit. And again, this might be a COVID thing where like, I think, I think the aim of it was that one of the guides says something to you and yeah. then you have to pass it on. And then we pass it on down the line until it hits another actor and that actor then gets prompted to do something. But because it's COVID, we're sort of spaced out. There's not as many people in those little docks. So like in the little like bits we were in. So she says to you like, oh, tell whatever his name is. I need to talk to him, pass it on. And then you say to me like, tell whatever, like, she needs to speak to him, pass it on. And then I turn and then the guy next to me thinks I'm leaving and then like, like goes away. So then I have to walk like about seven feet down to this guy and just say, excuse me, that yeah, that lady wants to talk to you. It's just so, it was so rubbish.
<laughs> I was it it um I, I don't think it really got the effect that they uh were, we're going, going for. But you know, again, COVID. There was also a big bit in this section. This is obviously the finale. So you do get the kind of the doctor kind of comes back to it in quite a big way. Uh, and they've said before, and they've got quite a few uh, former doctors. Uh, Jodie Whittaker's in there most prominently, uh, and David Bradley as uh, William Hartnell's first doctor. And then you have kind of a mix of most of the living classic doctors. They got to do audio uh, little bits. Um, during the whole thing, the whole like experience, they occasionally play these random clips from Doctor Who uh, really loudly, and all the actors sort of freeze for a moment. Not really sure why. Um, but that happens every so often. But then, yeah, in the finale bit, they kind of have uh, a lot of impressionists doing a lot of the modern doctors because uh, they had Jodie Whittaker and Joe Martin, but I don't think they had any of the other modern ones. Um, weirdly, I don't think Paul McGann was in it at all, unless I just missed him. No, he wasn't. I, I, he definitely he, he definitely wasn't treated as a canonical doctor in this, uh, this universe. Uh, so there did, you go. He did not feature at all. No, unless we, unless we missed, like, a, a, you know, an Easter egg somewhere else. Uh, that would have featured him but yeah um, and so then you kind of the doctors do a big speech and then you know the universe is saved uh, and then you all just kind of leave <laughs> um, and that's it really yeah I mean like uh, uh, overall it's kind of I mean we kind of talked about this at the top as well but like it's it's interesting in that I do feel like there's some good bones there if you know what I mean like there's it's almost like yeah. a diamond in the rough in terms of I could see how a version of that would work better. Weirdly, I feel like it might have worked better if the whole thing almost was one area and then we had just a really long time in kind of an open world, kind of like mm -hmm. you would in a secret cinema thing. So then you and I could have gone and like in between looking at yeah. stuff, could have gone and had a sit down and had a chat about what we'd just seen, you know, had a bit of a moment and then gone and checked out of some stuff kind of of our own volition and then yeah. kind of filtered through to the, to the end. Um, but then I don't know how possible that is with the way they've set it up, if you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah. and where it is, it's kind of, it's a very specific venue. I don't know how much wandering you could do. It's not like a one very large, you know, warehouse that they've put stuff in. It's, it's like a suite of rooms really, isn't it? It felt almost like a sort of awkward compromise between something like the, um, cause I, I did, I think it was years and years and years ago, but I did the, um, Doctor Who experience. Yeah. It was quite similar to that version of this. And that was very on the rails. That was very like, you know, you're you're in this room, now you're in the Doctor's TARDIS, now you're doing this, now you're doing this, now you're doing this, it's the end, please buy, you know, a tour. And it's, it was an awkward compromise between that and something like Secret Cinema, which I've never been to because it sounds awful, but <laughs> you know, something where you have like complete freedom to roam around and like do what you want. And like, you know, there's actors like sort of, you know, role playing along with you and stuff. And it felt like a weird sort of like almost compromise between those things. I don't know if it completely works, but I don't, I, but I feel like there is a version of it that would work, if you know what I mean. Also as well, I should probably say, because, you know, this is entirely true. Um, I don't think anyone else could, can really judge it hugely on our personal experiences of it. There's probably, there's, there might, might have been people who went, who had a completely different experience to us, who saw lots of stuff, who didn't get bogged down like in one long bit for ages and maybe came out of it like, you know, with it feeling like, oh yeah, this works. This is, you know, this is great. Whereas I think for us, we had quite an awkward experience of it. It wasn't like, you know, I don't know how representative of it, but of the whole, of everyone's experience it would be, but 
Don't yeah, know. We, we can only speak to what, obviously, like Lucy says, we can only speak to what we kind of, in particular, saw on the night. Um, I do, looking at some other reviews, some people have thought the same as us, some people have thought differently. I think a lot of people like Davros. <laughs> uh, that seemed to be a bit that appealed to right, a lot of people. Sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, which is funny because it's just talking to an actor in a room, but that kind of says it all, right? But something that simple sometimes no, but, is all you need. But that's the thing, like, I think that was what that was, that was the probably the only time where, where I sort of walked into a room and I was like, oh crap, I'm in Doctor Who. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was like, oh, it's Davros and this room, I mean, like, it was, it was quite a it was quite a simple room, but it was nicely sort of designed and stuff. And I was like, oh wow, like this, I'm in a scene of from Doctor Who now. Whereas all the other bits, like you know, the Queen Elizabeth bit, even like the alien bar, like just all felt a bit. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I guess fringy. I mean, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like say, oh, it's like all oh, amateur dramatic or anything like that, because it, because that would be an insult to the actors who were all really, really good. And the but, sets were good too. Like it was, yeah. like the quality was definitely there, in yeah, terms of like it, how they were made. It was definitely, it was definitely like a, a lot of the other stuff. Like, like obviously, like Doctor Who is time and space. It makes sense, but it's like you know, you walk in and like you go to different times. Uh, but I don't know. <sighs> I guess, I guess my, I guess my review of the Doctor Who immersive experiences that I liked it when it felt like being immersed in Doctor Who essentially I mean I think that's a pretty good sum up that's probably the thing to kind of take from it right like I do think it when it does well it does really well and you kind of think oh wow like if, if they if you if I'd just done these two bits I would have been like and that was the kind of preview I would have been like this is going to be amazing do you know what I mean like if yeah, we'd yeah. just done Davros and the Weeping Angels, like one to the other, I mean, it wouldn't have made a lot of sense, but <laughs> um, you would have been like, oh, wow, that's so cool. This is going to be great for Doctor Who fans. Otherwise, yeah. I think some of the other stuff, you kind of just feel like you're in a bit of a holding pattern almost. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, got, you know, again, it kind of goes back to that whole idea of being on the rails a little bit and sort of being on a ghost train where you know, everyone around you is screaming and William Shakespeare is shouting at you for some reason and <laughs> going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say because like, you know, like I think the thing is about stuff like this is, you know, we're just coming out of the pandemic. Like theatre has had such a horrible time. It kind of feels, it kind of feels sort of not on almost to sort of criticize a show like this because 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 a lot of my enjoyment of it was oh this is this is really cool to be doing something like this yeah but after a year or so of thinking like you know oh life is never gonna go back to normal or whatever but um but you know that doesn't mean doesn't mean everything you go to now in the post-covid world you just need to spend all your time like marveling at what a miracle it is that exists. <laughs> you have like you have opinions on things. You have a, you know, of, you have a, you know, critiques of whether things worked well or not. I think there's a good show in there. I just don't think it was the show that we went to. I think you're right, and I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that they might you know find a way to you know make it work. Like I think that you know this was a preview a couple of weeks in. Um, I reckon that they might find a way to kind of mm. you know 
finesse it and kind of improve it. And, you know, maybe as restrictions ease, it will become easier for them to kind of tell the story the way they want to tell it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if if they don't have, um, once once we get past COVID restrictions, maybe you'd see a different kind of show. Um, and maybe that would free them up to have bigger groups, more people in, in a smaller space. Maybe you'd get more freedom to you know, walk around, because that, that's why I asked you about COVID at the beginning, because I was even thinking to myself, you know, like, is the reason why we're not allowed to walk around, is is it just because, like, if you allow people to do that, we're all going to congregate in one room, and then you're going to have, you're going to have some actor, like, you know, I don't know, role-playing um, like William Shakespeare or whatever, going, no, you must... <laughs> go into smaller groups for some reason but i've just made up you know uh, i don't know I, yeah i mean it's good it's good that it exists is, is, my, is my final thought on it i guess that's, that's, that's the stephen kelly verdict i like that this is even if i didn't like every element of it put, put that, that on the posters it's like i hate this kind of thing i didn't want to go <laughs> I, was, I was lied to on my good friend hugh about it but i'm glad it exists uh, but what do you think, people listening uh, or watching? Um, are you glad that this exists? Uh, will you be going along to Doctor Who Time Fracture? And have you already been? And if so, did you have a different experience to us? Uh, and what did you think of it? Uh, please let us know in the comments or, you know, you can tweet us at Radio Times or get in touch some other way. Um, and yeah, we'd love to hear your experiences of Time Fracture, which, you know, as it sounds, may have been very different to ours. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Uh, you can also read our full review of Time Fracture and our interviews with the creators uh, on radiotimes.com. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, until next time, uh, I've been Hugh. Stephen, thank you for joining us. It's been an honour. And a privilege, I know. Uh, and yeah, uh, we will be back. Uh, well, it's probably not Stephen, but I will be back with uh, another podcast soon. And yeah, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye.